Hello and welcome back to Is This Seat Taken? The podcast celebrating people who have many places to call home. We discuss what home means to different people and how that impacts culture, identity and finding our community wherever we are in the world. My guest today is Megan Price. Megan is a designer, researcher and strategist currently working for the Ford Motor Group. Megan and I met entirely by serendipity a few years ago when she was doing um, a placement at the school where I live and also spent some time together in Los Angeles um, on a trip that was hugely influential for me and uh, transformative. It was a real key moment in my life and she was a huge part of that. She is the queen of community and shares a lot of her experiences online Um, I was really excited to uh, speak to her on the podcast, um, and I hope you enjoy this episode. How have you found being in lockdown? How have you found being at home for this period of time? What's it been like for you? Yeah, so, um, you know, at first, like we just mentioned, like, I definitely had some anxiety of like, will I be able to do this and like live alone? Um, But I would say over the past, like maybe a week or so that I've really found myself enjoying it. And I don't mind it at all. I actually um, have been debating on going home to my parents next weekend. Um, It's Mother's Day here in America. So um, maybe go home for like a week or so and then come back. But I found myself really being okay with it, which kind of shocked me. Um, Mm. I would say the only thing that I'm not doing so well at is cooking. (laughs) (laughs) I just get, I think I just get like uh, kind of bored or like I just don't want to do it. So then I cook very like plain Mm -hmm. things. And then I'm like, well, I don't want to cook this like plain chicken and vegetables. Mm. we'll eat a frozen pizza because at least it has more flavor and it's easier (laughs) Um, which that's going to take some time I mean one step at a time yeah my my solution to that is generally just adding soy sauce to everything I mean it's not for everyone but I'm like Mm -hmm. just add salt then it'll be great (laughs) or um if you can get hold of like fresh veg I absolutely love when I lived alone um I just ate roast vegetables all the time like we just get as many different colored vegetables even ones I'd never tried before just chop them up and roast them um and that was my favorite meal but I mean that's not for everyone but like that was a way of at least doing something really easy that had flavor without even having to try (laughs) but I'm with you on the chicken front there's only so many ways you can eat chicken it gets really dull I don't know how all these fitness fanatics do it. My sister's got into it recently and she'll like have a chicken breast and some salad and then she'll do salmon and a salad. Why? (laughs) So painful. If there's no butter or oil or salt, then, you know, it's really, yeah, it's hard. But you, I mean, you're very good at creating home wherever you are. I've kind of noticed this about you because you've done so many moves you tend to you're really good at creating kind of spaces for yourself can you tell us a bit more about your latest big move yeah so um a couple months ago I just moved from Los Angeles to Detroit um 
where I don't really know anybody. <laughs> and um, culturally, it's just a lot different from Los Angeles. Um, no longer a beach to go to or um, like traffic and driving scenarios are very different. And um, even just like the food scene is very different. Mm-hmm. There's not as many smoothie shops or salad shops, or if there are, they're not as like, uh, I want to say good to be completely honest. Yeah. (laughs) We have a lot more, I want to say like winter, like heavy food. Um, whereas LA has a lot more of like the nutritious summery light food. Uh So it's been an adjustment, but, um, it's now May and I'm getting used to it. Have you found any of your spots yet? Like, have you got your coffee shop that you love or places that you can sneak away to that feel like yours? So I found a bar. (laughs) (laughs) All that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, so that's probably the only spot right now that I would say that feels like it's mine. Um, I've made a goal to myself to not go to coffee shops as much because... I can make coffee at home. Uh, and now with COVID, you know, it's a little bit different. Like I, I just moved here, which has been a struggle of like, I still haven't really defined a friend group and I don't really know all the places. So if I want to order takeout or something, I have no idea if the food is good or not. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know like places to eat and stuff. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I guess that's a great a good challenge for when lockdown finishes it'll just become like Megan's culinary adventure of trying every restaurant and takeout place in Detroit like coming through I've got months to make up for I've had all of my uh co-workers make lists of all of the like top five to ten places that they are missing right now and so then I'm gonna have this full list of all the restaurants I need to go to. That's a great <laughs> idea. Um, after we're, after Michigan's not in lockdown anymore. Yeah, that's definitely the way to do it. I had a friend come over from Canada last summer and she sent me a spreadsheet of all of the different uh, candy in her words that she wanted to try. So it's like a list of chocolate bars. And then she created the spreadsheet. So I think there were points for um, flavor, texture, <laughs> like <laughs> wrapping. She was our stage manager. So she's like very, very into spreadsheets. Um, but it was amazing. And then we all kind of added to this list. And she, we, we, she was over for a month at the Edinburgh Fringe Festival. So we ended up finding all of these crazy like chocolates for her. It was great. I think definitely recommendation like that is the way forward. We're making some Excel spreadsheets. That'd be fun. Yeah, actually, you and Karen would really get on. (laughs) (laughs) And when you do these big moves, because, you know, we first met when you were doing a residency in the UK, um, and then you moved to LA, and now you've moved to Detroit. And when you're making these big moves, what is it that's going through your head? Like, what helps you to make decisions about where you're going to go next? Um, So... I think a lot of what I try to do is follow career moves. And if the job feels right, then I can always adapt to a city. Um, A lot of the times when I'm looking at a move, I know that I can find friends in any city. It might take a while, but 
I want to say my first thought of like selecting a place to move is based on a, a job. Mm-hmm. And then if I have multiple offers and then, then I start looking at the city and like mm-hmm. what, what I can do there. Are there, are there like uh, concerts that go through there? Are there um, musicals and more of like the art scene? What is the restaurants um, and that kind of vibe? Mm-hmm. Um, but I want to say like a lot of what goes through my mind while I'm moving is kind of a to-do list or a checklist of how to adapt as quickly as I can. I've learned that it takes about a year and a half to two years to fully feel like a city is my home. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's because it's like you have to try out all the different grocery stores to see which one is the best one. You have to try out all the different Starbucks or Starbucks. <laughs> <laughs> which one is the best one that makes your latte when you're running late for work or mm-hmm. what is the best coffee shop to like actually do work in and what's the best one to go socialize in and mm-hmm. so that takes time it takes time to realize where your spots are and I've just learned to try to be as patient as I possibly can it's a little hard um, but even in LA it took me about a year to find my forever friend group Mm -hmm. that I I will say that will probably be invited to my wedding one day. (laughs) So (laughs) did LA feel like home by the time you left? Was it a big pull? Like, can you talk a bit more about maybe the career jump that caused you to move? Yeah. I want to say like LA was very hard to leave. Um, The job that I'm now in makes a lot of sense in my professional realm of a jump to move like this, making this jump from um, a consultancy to now working at Ford Motor Company is going to open up so many doors for my professional future. But in terms of everything outside of work, I still, very much miss LA like it's still Mm. it upsets me when I have like my friends hanging out or doing like doing things that we used to all do together and now I can't I can't do that with them Mm -hmm. um or like my friend broke his leg and I couldn't I couldn't be there like I just Mm -hmm. my 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 home feels there yeah Um, which I know that will take time because it was the same thing of when um, when I moved out to LA, it was like, it didn't feel like my home for at least a year. Yeah. It felt weird saying like, Oh, I'm flying home after a research trip because it wasn't really home. Like, yeah. um, Well, and that's it. And you know, your job or your previous job at RKS meant that you were traveling a lot. So mm -hmm. I imagine that had an impact on kind of what your relationship with LA was because it was kind of HQ rather than home, I suppose. Yeah. And yeah. So when I first moved out to LA, my first day on the job, they told me that I was going to Switzerland in two weeks. And so right off the bat, I, you know, was gone two out of every four weeks of a month. Mm. And so along with that, I 
decided that it wasn't really worth paying rent. So I would live in Airbnbs for a while, which also was a struggle because you didn't really feel at home because I was living at Airbnbs that also had roommates. Mm -hmm. And then I want to say about eight months into moving to LA, I finally found some people to um, move into and actually have an apartment, which then that helped because then at least my bedroom was my safe space and my place to go home to. Mm -hmm. And it didn't, it didn't feel so much like a headquarters. It was like the beginning of something that felt like home. Mm. So that was a turning point. Cause then now that you're in Detroit, it's the first time that you've got your own apartment. Like yeah. how is that jump from having, going from Airbnbs to having a room to having your own apartment? What's that been like? Honestly, I think that's why I'm adapting so well to living alone during this time because I've never done that for the past since ever. I mean, even in even in college, I had roommates and then I moved to the UK where I had roommates and then I moved to LA where I had roommates. And so this is really the first time that I am fully living on my own and to be honest, I, I love it. <laughs> like it's, it feels so much more like a sanctuary. Mm-hmm. Uh, whereas before I always just tried to make my room as sanctuary as possible where mm-hmm. like I could decompress from everybody and just be by myself. But now it's like when I walk into my front door, I have an entire space that feels like it's for me. Like mm-hmm. my, even when I'm cooking, I'm not nervous about, I don't know upsetting a roommate or something smells too much for them and like it just it's all me <laughs> which mm. god I really feel that <laughs> I'm like, it's making me a bit jealous <laughs> it's like I love living with James but I miss I had an apartment by myself for a while and I just remember that feeling of putting the key in the door stepping over the threshold mm-hmm. everything looking exactly as you want it to look and everything being in exactly the same place you left it as in the morning when you left, you know, and just going, oh, this is my space and completely immediately decompressing. Um, mm-hmm. And of course, you know, I get that to a certain degree in our house, but um, as you well know, our design tastes are very different. So it's a, it's a whole lot of compromise in our household. But yeah, it must be really special to move to a new city and immediately create your little corner of it. And yeah. I mean, from, from behind your Zoom, it looks really nice. <laughs> your plant game is so strong. I love it. Thank you. <laughs> Good. Um, and I, despite living alone, one thing I really admire about you is your, how open and honest you are on online and how much you share of the journey of moving between cities and your anxieties and what it's like being away from people. And you're so generous in your sharing. Like, do you think that your online community has played a big part in your moves and and making yourself feel at home? Absolutely. I think one of the reasons why I do that is because every time I, before I started these really large life moves um everyone always made it look so easy Mm. everyone always made it look like they 
picked a city and showed up and they had all these friends and knew all the restaurants and had this amazing life. And so I thought when I first moved to LA, like, wow, this is going to be so easy. Like, I got this. <laughs> um, and I just felt like I needed to be that voice of saying like, especially to young designers who, and in a world where it's normal to move all the time or to move careers or jobs, mm. uh, especially in the U S like it could be six months. It could be a year and people are moving. Um, and so I just wanted to be open that like, it's not easy. Um, especially mm-hmm. when you are a people person, like as much as I say, I move for career. What makes me happy isn't my career. What makes me happy is people and having a home and sharing my home with friends and family. I mean, kicking them out eventually, but like, (laughs) (laughs) but like being able to welcome friends into my space and share, share that, share moments with friends. Um, Mm -hmm. And yeah, my, my online community, I guess I, when I started being more vulnerable about like what I was going through, I realized how many people were going through the same thing Mm -hmm. or were about to go through the same thing and had lots of questions of how to prepare for it or how to um, get through it. Mm -hmm. And I just feel like, you know, mental health in general, the more we talk about it, the less it becomes this like negative stigma that everyone has or that everyone was kind of raised to have around it. Mm-hmm. Mm. And, I, you know, I think it is, we are still in the toddler phase of big relocations for work being a standard part of working and building a career. You know, I was having a conversation with my dad the other day about working practices for his generation, the kind of baby boomers versus, I mean, I'm a millennial, but yeah, but the, the, the generation below and, Um, you know he was saying oh millennials aren't willing to commute I was like no but we are much more willing to move cities for a job you know we're much more kind of committed to the adventurous side of it it's just various boring things like the fact that no one can afford property and you know the cost of living and so on means it's really difficult to um, travel in from far away whereas we'd much rather be round the corner from our new place of work but relocate to a complete new city or a new country or um and so there's not a lot of support I think for people who are doing these big moves and are early on in their career you know it's not like you get your ten thousand dollar relocation package and <laughs> you know set up this beautiful house and have all this support you know from companies to do this relocation it's something that you choose to do on your own and it's huge um and we are i say we as if i'm doing that but you are we are the first generation to be being that brave i think and it's a really exciting thing and it's so valuable what you're offering to your community online thank you i try (laughs) (laughs) what i really want to know is what your if there's anywhere in the world that you could you know, do the next step in your career, if there's anywhere in the world you could live and set up, where would it be? Honestly, right now it would be London or Berlin. Oh, interesting. I think I, my, my, my only, like, I mean, if I could do it now, I would. 
Um, and actually we just had like, we call them employee profiles. So we had mm-hmm. to put down like our goals and there's an office in London. So fingers crossed. Um, <laughs> but I put on there that, you know, I'm willing to move anywhere, but right now financially it doesn't make sense for mm-hmm. me to move to London or Berlin based on the pay differences and based on student loans. Um, and so ideally I want to end up in Europe somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, or the UK. Um, but, I vote that. <laughs> um, but for right now, I think I don't really have a next step. I, I really want to stay here for at least three to four years. Mm-hmm. Um, and try to really make a home out of Detroit and give it more time than I gave LA. Mm -hmm. But I definitely think if I could choose anywhere right now without finances being a question, it would be London or Berlin. Oh, it's so cool to know that because I have no, I have no doubt that at some point, whenever it is, that will happen for you like it's really exciting to kind of see you heard it here first <laughs> as a series of moves yeah i heard it here first no that'd be great i my my best friend lives in berlin and she she loves it she's a a berlin cool kid living in kreuzberg um yeah you'd love her um <laughs> if uh, if she's still there when you move there we'll we'll hook you up because um she loves it and actually i went to go and visit and i love i love how relaxed Berlin is like it it feels like everyone is enjoying themselves and like I love the kind of parks and how the the river running through it's just got so many beautiful spots it's really lovely and obviously London is is great but London is London I take it for granted (laughs) I think it's the thing I love about London is it feels like it's got such a different city vibe than other cities um and yes it's like gray and rainy a lot but i feel like that's just like another it's a different type of challenge to live through mm-hmm. um, yeah but it's, it's worth radley and the oxford and so you know yeah. <laughs> it's yeah it's one of those things it's the same with the whole of the uk i think uk summers make it worth living through the winters mm-hmm. you just have to push through the winter um, to get to like spring summer because this this time of year is so beautiful because everything's really lush and green and it feels really fresh and kind of renewed um but yeah the the middle of a british winter is uh, is grim but what's it like in detroit what it did that yeah i was gonna say detroit doesn't sound sunny at all i know i um uh, i actually have been making this joke which maybe i'm making it too much but i was like i didn't move to detroit to only live through winter because we're on lockdown and at right, right now we were told that we probably won't be going back into the office until end of July. Wow. And that's even certain teams that might not be my team. Mm. So, that's extreme. Like, no, okay. <laughs> I'm going to be stuck inside. <laughs> the Detroit winter is the only season I'll be able to experience on the outside. Yeah, well, I suppose if you can do a year of just the winter, then you'll definitely last your four years. <laughs> yeah. So I just push through that first year in the deep end and then it will be fine. And uh, 
When, when you first arrived in Detroit or anywhere, are there kind of routines or objects or things that you do and bring with you when you arrive that kind of help you with the process of landing? Um, yeah, so I'd say one of the first things that I do is hang some photos mm. like of just friends or nature or things that like memories that make me happy. Um, what are the ones behind you at the moment? What are your photos of choice? Uh, Looking at mountains. The one on the top is Joshua Tree, mm-hmm. which is my favorite national park. And the one on the bottom is Arches National Park, which is in Moab, Utah. Um, also, maybe my second favorite national park. Um, okay. But I have a lot of, like, my friends and family are all on my fridge. <laughs> and I have more photos and posters on the wall I'm looking at um and then I always I like celebratory will open a bottle of champagne and just like (laughs) put on some like good dance music and like fully enjoy the space that I'm in whether whether it's the Airbnb room that I was in in LA or my new space here um I I love that just like I don't know, break it in and like it's mine <laughs> yeah I love that honestly we we get champagne or prosecco I should say out at any possible opportunity I will definitely be having some tonight to celebrate the launch of the podcast so I love the idea of landing will, in a new place I will join you in that I will go yes. some champagne and join you champagne the- Fridays <laughs> there's nothing there is nothing better than having a glass of champagne and dancing around so it's that's such a cool thing I feel like I want to do that when I go on holiday next just like arrive in the new place I feel like it like breaks down all of the like to me dancing and just being goofy and like having fun breaks down all of like the anxieties and stresses and I don't know like stigmas around what this new place could be and should be Mm. Um, just like a general release of like negativity Mm. and so I try to start with that did you do a lot of dancing in LA I'm going off piste here but yes um yeah so Zeke and I would go to a lot of um like the the gay bar scene Mm -hmm. Uh, that's where all the good dancing is I mean let's be honest (laughs) (laughs) I could not agree more (laughs) um and I did a lot in my room. Mm-hmm. But dancing for me is, I danced growing up. So dancing for me has always been a release of negative energy and anxieties. Mm-hmm. Um, and so even, even when I'm really stressed or like anxious about something, I try to always like dance it out, um, which tends to be hilarious. I mean, I have a wall of windows, which is like this whole wow base um, ignore the mess um <laughs> it's beautiful but i find it funny sometimes that's very cool. I'll, be like, I'll be like dancing and i'm like oh no my neighbors can probably see me because <laughs> like you could see my inside my apartment from the streets so. oh god it's like spread the joy i'm sure <laughs> they love it as long as you're closed yeah i'm closed <laughs> <laughs> If I thought the blinds are closed, for sure. There was a place that I went dancing in LA when I came to see you. 
and I wish I could remember what it was called. It has it was in downtown LA and had a giant tree growing up the middle of it. And and we went upstairs and went through a wall that looked like a mirror. And it opened up with you. Yes. Where was that? Pretty drunk out of my mind. You were so drunk. And we just (laughs) sat you down and danced around you. (laughs) Oh, that was a moment. Um, I don't know. I'll have to look that up. Yeah. Building? Mm, It was so cool. Like the architecture was amazing and every room was completely different. But I just remember it like it was a dream. Like it was this kind of magical place that we went, but it definitely exists. <laughs> it definitely exists somewhere. I will look that up and let you know. Thanks. Uh, yeah, I might just Google LA bar with tree and see what comes up. <laughs> you were like swing dancing. Yes. It, it's one of the best nights of my life. I That's still remember that so fondly. Yeah, I mean, I can't swing dance. I've got no idea how to do it, but I was just being like led around. <laughs> Woohoo! It was great. <laughs> I loved it. I went back to the office the next day and they were like, oh, how was your evening? You know, did you get Deliveroo or Uber Eats or whatever it was? And um, I was like, uh, no, I went swing dancing and I got in at 2 a.m. <laughs> so what's on the agenda for today? <laughs> it was great. Um, okay, I have a final question for you. And it's the question that I ask all of my guests, which is, what does home mean to you? Ooh. That's a really good question. I think home to me is the sanctuary where I can let go and be truly myself. Mm. And I think keeping it in that view, I can, I can create a home anywhere um, to a certain degree. Mm. So my friend Zeke's house, I would consider that to be a home of mine. Like when I go there, I can truly be myself, let go and like decompress anything that I need to. Mm. Same way that I do when I come to my now home in Detroit. Mm. I think that's gorgeous. <laughs> Cause it's so, it's so flexible. And, and have there been any particular points in your life that have brought into focus what home means to you? Yeah. So, I mean, Definitely the moments of like living in Airbnbs and trying really hard to make the room feel like home, my bedroom at least. Mm -hmm. But what I found is that even though the bedroom was mine, it was attached to a house of other spaces that did not feel like mine Mm -hmm. or I did not feel comfortable in. And the same way with living um, in the apartment with my other roommates that we signed up for together my my bedroom was as close to home as I could get at that time but as soon as I stepped out of my bedroom and into the living room or the kitchen it was pretty much a negative feeling and so I've just learned that I guess through like trial and error what 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 doesn't make something feel like a home to then Mm -hmm. figure out what makes something feel like a home And I've tried to learn, I'm still learning that home doesn't always need to be associated with your friends or your family or um, a job because 
friends and family leave and come and go and they're not always there. I mean, they're there for you, but physically they're not always there. So to associate mm-hmm. a city or something with home is, I've learned it hurts me a little more than it helps me because yeah. then I associate friends and I leave, I move. So then, yeah. Yeah, you have to create it's it's so hard and everyone's answers are so different um and that's what I love about this question and I ask it because I honestly have so many places I call home for loads of different reasons um and none of them really are associated with where I grew up you know and that's only in the space of how many years I've been nearly you know the near decade I've not been living at home you know and I just think over the course of a lifetime, how many homes is it possible to have? You know, probably a lot. Um, I'm really looking forward to interviewing some more senior people um, to see how their definitions are different to ours. Um, Mm. I think that's going to be fascinating. So that was a beautiful answer. Thank you. You're welcome. And I'm excited to listen listen in, see how other people answer. Yeah, and can you tell us anything about your project, your new project? Ooh, um, you don't have to. Don't. <laughs> no pressure. So one of the things that I found that I really love to think through and the challenges behind it is combining unlike businesses mm-hmm. and figuring out ways that like they make sense that other people might have not thought of. So, for example, um, what if Trojan condoms and SoulCycle combined? Mm. And what would that look like? What does that mean? Um, and so, and I have the answers, but I'm not going to share them right now. But <laughs> <laughs> um, I think one of the things that I'm going to start doing is blogging about it and then... Um, maybe starting a podcast where I kind of talk through my thoughts behind why I went the direction that I went Mm -hmm. uh, and answering any questions that I'm sure people are going to come at me and say, this doesn't make sense. Why would this ever happen? Or um, because some of them are a little more like the combinations that I have are a little more controversial. Like there's a company that um, you can take the, um, CAD files to 3D print guns. Right. And so I combined them with a company like Fisher Price who makes children's toys. Mm. And so there's a lot of like controversies around that. But there's, if you start digging into it, which I have, it makes, it starts to make a little more sense. Mm. Um, and so I just really want to spend some time I don't know, that stuff like gets me really excited. And it's kind of, in a way, small projects at a time. Mm. Um, so. That's so interesting. And it, it gives a whole new um, kind of thought process to brand collaborations. Like that's so kind of, on. obviously it's a huge market and it's a huge way to, for brands to expand their audiences and their portfolios and things. Um, but to, to kind of look at it from the other way and go, okay, well, these brands obviously work really well together because they've got shared values and, and whatever else. 
to then look at it from the complete flip side and be like, well, these two brands shouldn't work, but what happens if they do? I think that's really interesting. I love the way your brain works. I do. I'm, I'm a massive fangirl of yours because there was something you started doing and I just thought that is genius. And it was, um, I can't even remember what you were mapping out, but it was something really personal. It was like dreams or moods or something oh. and you put it into a graph. It was when I was traveling um, hmm. to Germany and China and I was mapping different moods and anxieties and experiences hmm. that differed from when I was traveling in Germany to when I was traveling in, well, Germany I'm very comfortable with. I've been there multiple times and then traveling to China, which I've never been. And they speak a language that is built on characters rather than some sort of alphabet. Mm. So. so I just thought it was so clever as a way of visualizing it. And it, it was a kind of insight into your brain that I really enjoyed. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> well, thank you for sharing your project. I appreciate it. I had to kind of eke that out of you and it's, you know, it's still kind of, I can tell it's kind of in that lovely incubation stage where it's got like a little wall around it, but it's trapped in your pocket here. So I can't wait to see it come into fruition. And it's been so lovely to talk to you. I feel very lucky to have been chatting to you on Instagram Live for your quarantine and chilling and now have you again for this. So, no, I feel like we've talked so much recently. We have to keep this up. I know it's been great. Yeah, we should just do it more. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. I have a feeling Zoom conversations, I don't know, for me at least, like catch-ups over Zoom with friends. I like the fact that that might become a thing that keeps going, you know. If mm -hmm. um yeah, I, I've got no problem with, like, with my friends in London who I wouldn't normally, like I would book in to see them and then would really look forward to it, but I wouldn't necessarily keep up with them because I don't spend a lot of time in London now. I feel like this will become very normal as like a Saturday morning activity or whatever. I hope that's the case. Well, I'm down to catch up whenever. Mm. Yeah, well, especially if you're not going to be in the office until the end of July, you're going to be like, I'm the only one still in lockdown. <laughs> Zoom me. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> and I definitely will, because who knows? Who knows what's going to be happening with me by then? So, awesome. Well, yeah, thank no, thank you for, you for taking the time out. Yeah. No, of course, of course. Thank you for your support. I really appreciate it. I do. What a brilliant insight into the world of someone who makes massive career moves across countries, across continents. I really loved speaking to Megan. I think she's so honest about what the reality of that is and the sacrifices that she's making um, when she commits to these new companies and what her experience is like. I'm so grateful to Megan for speaking to me and if you'd like to get to know her more, she's on Instagram at Megan Price, um, and I'll also link her website in the show notes. Um, she's a fascinating character, so do go and say hello. You can also find me on Instagram. I'm at Amy Meadows UK, and my website is amymeadows.co. Thank you so much for tuning into the podcast. If you enjoyed it, I'd really appreciate it if you could rate and leave me a review it makes a huge difference to new podcasts to make sure that it gets out to as many people as possible and i'll see you on the next one <laughs>